From the HBA Podcast Studio in New York City, welcome to The Medium Rules. I'm Alan Baldishan. How you guys are sort of solving that pain for both brands and producers of podcasts. We ended up building a research tool at first that just basically pull ads out of podcasts that says, like, who is baseline? Who's actually in the market? Who's actually buying podcast ads? Any sense of where future M&A is going to come from in podcasting? What Spotify ends up doing, because they have some big decisions to make about, you know, what they're going to do with exclusive content, um, how they're going to interact with the paid users for Spotify, um, and then seeing how Apple reacts to that. On today's episode of The Medium Rules, we're going to talk current and future trends in podcasts and pod tech, and we're going to cover a lot of ground. Um, joined in the HBA podcast studio today for this conversation, all the way up fresh from Boston this morning, uh, by Andy Pellet and Sean Creeley, the co-founders of PodSites, which is a cross-platform analytics and attribution service for all the players in the podcast industry. Um, so Sean, Andy, thanks for uh, joining me and our listeners on the Medium Rules, and um, how's your morning so far? <laughs> I was the last person on the train, but well, happy to be here. Yeah. I, okay. I was the first person on the train, so that tells you something about us. All right, good. Okay. Um, so very quick background on you guys. We've known each other. Sean, you and I have known each other for a while. You were the founder of Embedly, um, an analytics tool for publishers and brands to track rich content embeds on the publishing web. Um, Embedly counted Reddit, LinkedIn, Salesforce, and Microsoft as clients and partners and was ultimately sold to Medium in 2016. Andy, uh, you worked for Sean as an analytics engineer at Embedly and then joined Sean at uh, PodSites as a co-founder. Um, so just sort of jumping in, was it Embedly that led to PodSites? Was it an interest in podcasting? What kind of was the origin story for you guys to, to sort of get into this business? Sure. I mean, we uh, uh, did not start in podcasting, period. Like, we started on um, uh, social. Like, so uh, we had a buddy that was doing social ads, and they were just retargeting all over the place and uh, weren't all that affected. So we built some, like, crazy machine learning stuff that, you know, pulled in all these events and then uh, built audiences based off of, you know, who was more likely to buy, that kind of thing. Uh, and it was awesome, except nobody wanted it. <laughs> like, this is post and badly. Post and badly. Okay. Post okay. and badly. Um, and then we started talking to people, and uh, they were like, "If you want a challenge, go talk to the podcast advertising guys because it is a shit show over there." Okay. Um, and that's what we did. Um, so we ended up building a research tool at first that just basically pull ads out of podcasts that says like who is baseline who's actually in the market who's actually buying podcast ads and then after that we got hooked up with sarah who uh, does our partnerships and she was like oh and there's a whole other layer here of just reporting downloads right so if you had an advertiser on on the media rules the way you would do it is you would send them a screenshot of an admin panel afterwards to say you got 10,000 downloads um which is crazy in 2019 right like you th you think about the tools that digital markers are, are used to these days right so facebook you can tell how many people clicked on a link from ohio uh between the hours of two and three that looked at a, individual ads right versus podcast advertising where it was like we think that you got this many downloads, but that might be inflated because of the way that our, our hosting provider uh, counts downloads. 
So <clears throat> never mind how many people came to this site, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, podcasting is interesting because it's not radio and it's not digital and it's some fuzzy between the two, which is super interesting for us because it's like what you do for, right? It's for storytelling. It's for, um, uh, you know, getting a, a, a high ad recall on a, on an advertisement or an idea. Um, but the actionable, uh, it's not actionable, just period. Um, so we just sit in the middle there and try to listen to a bunch of signals to say, was this effective or was it not effective? Um, and we've had some pretty good success and it is really effective. Putting together the technology. So, so Andy, let me ask you this. So, you know, maybe if you can give a little bit of it without getting too, too technical as best you can give a little bit of, um, of information on how you, how you guys are sort of solving that pain for both brands and producers of podcasts and where you guys sit sort of in the tech stack, so to speak, sure. of the podcasting ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, like Sean said, um, you know, if you're doing marketing in 2019, you expect all these tools from Facebook, from Google, from Twitter. If you being you a brand. You as you an a advertiser or a brand. Yeah, exactly. Unilever. Right. Like you, you want all this data. Like right. This is how you make decisions. Like where are you going to spend money? You're going to spend money in the places that are converting for you, right? Um, you know, podcasting has been blowing up. I mean, I've been listening to podcasts since like, I mean, like mid early 2000s, right? But since Serial happened, they've gotten a lot bigger. So now a lot of big brands are getting into it. People are super engaged, right? Like. If you want to listen to a podcast about notebooks or stationery, there's a podcast for that. Right. Um, so there's just all these really nice niche opportunities. Um, so basically what we, we came in, you know, and this was a, a learning experience as we went, right? Like we didn't start out saying this is what we we're going to do, but we just sort of found these opportunities along the way. Um, so we basically do two things. We have an integration with the, the podcast side, um, which is like a technical thing on the back end. We get included in the RSS feed. So when a user downloads a podcast, um, we hear about it. And then we have a separate integration with the brand. So we also have a relationship there. Um, and they do an integration in JavaScript on their brand website or their apps. Uh, and basically they can say, so So our job here is to say, okay, we saw this data over here on the websites. We saw this data on the, on the podcasters. Um, we put it together and we say, okay, uh, here's how many people we think heard this ad that you, that you ran. And here's how many people we think actually converted on it, actually viewed a product, put a, a product in a cart, made a purchase, et cetera, from there. Okay. And you use what tools to be able to kind of extrapolate those? Oh, like like technically? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, just a lot of uh, uh, you know modern tech. Is it, is, right? it, so, is, it, is it AI? I mean, is it, are you using um, sort of algorithms in there gotcha. to yeah, sort of so, make, make sort of predictions and probabilities? Or is it or is it? Uh, yeah, there's a, a little bit of a okay. non-deterministic aspect. So okay. um, the the whole idea of excuse me of, of saying all right this person uh, made this section on the website, this person downloaded this podcast. If it was simple one-to-one -one mapping, it would be easy. It would be and easy we probably and you wouldn't, wouldn't have a, a business. Company. Right, exactly. 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 So yeah, there is some, some sort of modeling that we do to say um, in cases where it's not an obvious one-to-one -one connection, we say, okay, um, you know, based on similar behavior, based on some patterns, yeah, there's some, some secret sauce in there. That, okay that um, helps us do what we do. And let me step back, Andy, because, you know, in, 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 in preparing with you guys for this podcast, and I'll just sort of hold this up. Um, oh, no. I would have made that look <laughs> so much nicer. You gave me an amazing uh, sort of chart, flow chart, oh, no. and well, with your permission. I am not I'm a designer give you a second bite of the cherry, chance. by the way. You can resend us this because we'll actually drop it in 
uh, as a slide oh, to no. the video portion of the podcast on YouTube. Quick plug. Uh, the videos <laughs> of these are amazing. Um, <laughs> walk me through. You, you talked about RSS feeds. We know there are producers. There are hosts. There are analytics yeah. companies. Give Try and just draw that picture a little yeah. bit so that as we go forward – we try and sort of chunk out the players. Absolutely, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll nail down the players. It's okay. a, it's an interesting space, right? Because uh, it is this distributed thing. These RSS feeds, like these are the this was the basis of how podcasting came together. Um, RSS used to be big for people consuming news. It's kind of fallen off, yeah. Um, recently, but it feels like it's is, Web 1.5. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not was, even 2.0. It's RSS is, has some interesting history. Um, uh, but because of that, there's there's like distinct companies at each point of the thing versus like a vertically integrated company that just kind of runs the whole stack, right? So Apple is heavily involved there. Like two-thirds of the downloads of all podcasts go through the Apple Podcast app. Um, but they're just that's just one part of the ecosystem. So it's not like Apple owns everything there. Um, okay, so there's, there's three main parts, right? So there's uh, people like you that are making a podcast. You're producing the content. You, you bring folks in. You, you get this together, record the show, record the content. Um, the next question is, how do you make that available to your thousands of listeners, right? Um, so there's this whole... Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Hundreds of thousands <laughs> exactly. soon, for yes. sure. There's um, a movement going on. <laughs> so how do you make this available to all those people? Um, so there's an entire segment of the industry called podcast hosts. So these are companies like uh, like Art19, like Pippa, Megaphone. Um, there's there's literally probably like 30 of them. Are there that many? There are yeah. a lot. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't think that there was a lot of room for differentiation, but um, people that do podcasts are, are, you know, there's a lot of different niches in podcasts and there's a lot of different things that those podcasters like. And so some way or another, a lot of these companies manage to exist and, and do okay for themselves. Okay. Um, so that's how you get it out to people. Um, the next question is how do people find your podcast and how do they listen to it? Uh, and that's going to be the app. So that's, uh, Apple's podcast app, which they're revamping uh, recently, they're they're making it a dedicated app. Um, so they're kind of buying into the ecosystem there. I thought it was a dedicated app. <laughs> You're right, it was, but they're they also making a dedicated app on desktop, right? So they're killing iTunes okay, and okay, making okay. podcasts, uh, TV, and and something else. Interesting. Um, there's a, a there's a bunch of like um, sort of one off ones that people love for one reason or another. There's also other big players like Spotify. Um, and yeah, there's just a lot of them, right? Yeah, so those are the three right. main things, right? So you yeah. have people making the content, people hosting the content, and people a way to consume the okay. content, right? Okay. And somewhere in there fits guys like you yes. and brands yes. that are trying to do what we do in, in a capitalistic society is make yeah. money <laughs> off go. people consuming content, <laughs> yeah. which is no great shock. <laughs> you know, I mean, let's not go bananas there here. Was there's a, nothing wrong with it. There, there's a one one company that has gotten a lot of press recently for putting out a controversial tweet about uh what was it podcast podcast don't need ads oh this is luminary which yes. is a <coughs> yeah just a hot shit show, shit show <laughs> to use <laughs> your <laughs> phrase which we will get into um, yeah i so call that this, early on i just want to say man tax they put out this this <laughs> twitter meme of uh podcast don't need ads and they got a, a ton of backlash over it um which is interesting i mean uh, they thought they were actually doing a public service. Oh, they thought it was going to be much more, and it went the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The irony um, is dripping off that. Well, we'll we'll get into that and why. Um, so, how is it going at pod sites? Not 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 saying how's your business going in a kind of a but but I mean, how are you finding the uh, the responsiveness from? 
those various players in terms of, let's say, brands, in terms of, let's yeah. say, producers, in terms of, are, is, are people really craving this? Are so, they struggling to understand it? So there's like three big players here, um, and I'll let Sean take the last one. The first two are um, the hosting companies that have been really receptive to it, um, in part because the, the podcasters want it. Um, like you do a podcast, you really want to know how it's doing. Um, and the next step beyond that is if you're doing ads, you want to know how they're doing. You want to do a better job, be able to sell more ads. Um, so that side loves it. Uh, the brands love it because, again, they expect all this other reporting from all their other channels. Um, and we're saying, okay, we can do this for podcasting. Uh, and then the, the other side is the agencies. I'll let Sean talk about that. But before, before, is, it, is, it just, does, is, is your business, is it a SaaS business in effect? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, um, to the point where we're making it self-serve, right? So if you wanted right. to go in, sign up, run an attribution campaign, like we'll have you. We'd love to have you. Okay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's a messy ecosystem as well, right? Because everybody sort of, um, right? Everybody views it as almost a zero-sum game, where if you're making money selling ads, then uh, it means that they're not spending on my podcast, et cetera, et cetera. But it's really not, right? Like. Um, it's not. So uh, from it's a, no more or less than any content business, right? right? Exactly. I, I think would be the fair way yeah, to say it. I mean, exactly. Um, you know, from a a hundred percent of the people that have used the product have returned and bought more um, uh, advertising using the product, which okay. is sort of the best indicator that we have that um, it's working, uh, which we like, obviously. Um, uh, it's hard to, to sell podcast advertising. So publisher sales teams are, are who we interact with the most because um, they're out there day-to-day trying to convince brands that have never bought podcasts before to, to buy podcasts. And there's, there's just one moment in that presentation where the brand will, will basically say, well, how do I know if it's working? And that's when they like us because they're like, oh, we've got a tool for that. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll set you up. No big deal. Um, these guys will, will help you measure uh, the performance, which is great. Um, so that's sort of where we fit into the, the market is the to an, answer, answer that one singular question in, in one, like there's a great story that goes into a, a podcast pitch on every single one. And it's not based on uh, analytics or it's not based on attribution, right? It's based off storytelling, which we love, right? It's based off of, you know, this is my content. This is how I reach my, uh, my users. And this is why they trust me because I have, you know, this great relationship with them that they've listened to my voice for hours upon hours, like, right? Like, loyal uh, listeners to you right like trust you implicitly because of the fact that that they've heard you so much Mm -hmm. um and they tell that story um which is great and that's how they they make their living which is phenomenal like that's one of the reasons why we love this business is because it's not purely attribution or analytics it's based off stories um we just help sort of complete that story a little bit more by saying like uh uh this is a great podcast. You should buy this podcast and we'll show that it works. Like we've seen some crazy results with these, right? Like, you know, 5X uh, ROAS, right? So so every dollar you spent, you get five back in revenue. Um, you know, that's obviously uh, a well-performing campaign, yeah. but even some of the, the smaller ones, like it's, you know, above one, which is all that matters. Um, and before you would see a lot of churn in podcast advertising. So you'd get a Google, you'd get a, you know, large brand to come in and buy a whole chunk and then because they had no idea whether it worked or not they churn they'd say like ah we'll spend the money elsewhere where we can get we know we're getting results right like if you had to pick between digital and 
podcasting, you're going to choose, and you care about metrics, you're going to choose digital all day long because you can tell how, like what a conversion rate is. Yeah. Well, how much did I pay for a click-through? Podcasting, it's, it's a little squishier um, where you see some of these smaller consumer brands, you know, just make hay because uh you know the zip recruiters of the world or blue aprons for a, for a very long time yeah. right because they saw customer acquisition costs so low that they're like yeah all day long <laughs> yeah um so uh, from our perspective like we we don't really want to we don't talk a ton about metrics right like like that's on one side of the story but the other side of the story is mostly around content it's about reaching people where they're most engaged um there's the idea of sort of like an attention minute right and if i can grab someone's attention for one minute that should be uh, transferable from you know audio to video to digital right um and uh, audio is just such a compelling medium right i i, I agree i mean that's I mean, you've really got somebody's attention in a one-to-one way because most often it's somebody with their listening with their earphone with their earbuds. Absolutely, you know, um, and they're not going anywhere. So <laughs> no, um, for hours. I should know the answer for hours. Yeah, um, I should know the answer to this question. I, I assume, I think, but where does programmatic enter the equation, yeah, or man. doesn't it, with respect to podcast advertising and podcast? Yeah, Andy sort of answer this one, but yeah. <laughs> Andy? Um, yeah, so so that's sort of one of the like the evolutions of, of where podcast advertising is going, right? So, it's going, but it's not there yet. It is, yeah. Oh, it is absolutely, there. Right? Okay. So originally it's like, uh, you know, somebody calls you up, pays you a couple hundred bucks to drop a spot, you guys record it, um, but now there's a couple companies out there that will do, you know, we have this entire inventory of ad ads, and, and in real time as people go to download your podcast based on oh, wow. who we think they are, we'll serve a different ad into the, into the podcast. Um, it's, it's interesting because... Is the, it being run through exchanges? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, not yet. Um, but there are... Uh, yeah, so there's there's a couple companies doing okay. that. There's still sort of an open question of the, the sort of like baked in ads that, that originally were in podcasts still perform really well. Um, and so there's like a segment of people that, that's, you know, like that's not going away. Basically. Okay. Okay. It's mostly about scale. So I can buy, it's really tedious to buy podcast advertising because you have to, you know, if you're doing a ton of small shows, like you have to negotiate with every single one. You got to, you know, make sure that it's all working. Um, dynamic insertion is awesome for scale, right? Yeah. So if I want to buy $3 million worth of podcast ads, right? How am I going to do that if I've, I've got to reach out to... And also for people. back catalogs. That's another thing, right? So like, yeah. you know, this episode three years from now, people right, might want to listen to it. And there's still going to be, you know, it, even if somebody's listening to the New York Times, mm-hmm. the Daily from a year ago, yeah. they're still listening to it. So yeah, yeah yep. there's room for that. Yep. Which which I feel like is, well, I guess it's true of, of the long tail and content across all digital sort of, but but especially con- uh, sorry, podcast seems right for that. I right, think, so, and, and because and, there's so much, and it's becoming so searchable, that... and it's considered evergreen content, right? Yeah. Like serial is still an interesting story, no matter what, right? You know, S Town, um, you know, uh, how stuff works literally makes their living off of this because how stuff works episode doesn't really change all right. that much right, from right. from uh, the time it was published till now. So, you know, uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, so wanted to sort of move on just to talk about and we're sort of getting there sort of current I guess current trends and some people have commented on on uh, the dominance of the Apple player iTunes player um, sort of declining 
um, and you know some of these I wouldn't say upstarts, but some other some other players and some other uh, companies coming to the fore, um, like Spotify, Pandora, etc. Um, we'll talk in a second uh, about about the podcast networks um, that we touched on there. But but what what are you guys seeing, if anything, with respect to um, the dominance of of Apple, which I guess had been um, sort of what two thirds of people use to get their their podcasts. Um, are you seeing that? And if so, what 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 is it? What, how do you interpret it? Or you know, I just think it's super interesting what Spotify is doing from um, a pure customer acquisition cost to them, right? Um, like we all we I, we think about sort of how right we think about how acquire users all the time, and um, from Spotify's perspective, they now have podcasts, especially like they now have this giant catalog of things to listen to that they didn't have to pay for, right? Can can uh, compare that with how much they're 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 spending for music, right? With podcasts, it's it's you know nothing to them, right? So if I can engage a user via a podcast on my app, like the next step for them to, is to move music over there or the same th- other way around in that I can engage them for longer by uh, diversifying my content, right? So do we think that they spent a lot of money in podcasting, right? So they bought Gimlet for $200 million and Yeah, I mean, they also want exclusive original content. But, but they, yeah, they, and, you know, that's that's where Luminary comes in, and yeah. you can talk about that all day long. And, and just to go on the record, like, long pause. Yes, uh, <laughs> I was, you had me in the pregnant pause. <laughs> um, um, I'll go on the record. All, all this competition is awesome in the space, right? Like, um, uh, the more money that, that people spend on producing content means that more people are going to be listening content. And then when they're done with that content, they're going to go find somebody else's content. And they're going to listen to that too, right? So, um, uh, do we think that Luminary rolled out in, in quite the interesting way? Yes, right? They could have done better than that. Yeah. But, you know, they've sort of kept their heads down at this point. Like, you haven't seen them, them you know, their pieces. Screw like, up again. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I always like to imagine that they have a, a sign that says, like, days since last PR incident. And <laughs> yeah. Th- that That's number's good. going up, right? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that number's yep. going up. Yep, yep, um, yep. Which, you know, it's got to feel good over there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the problem is that they're such an easy punching bag and, and a lot of people yeah. sort of are starting to punch down on them um but at the same time i think they're doing innovative things in the me space. too yeah. i completely agree. i mean I I, I I andy go ahead yeah i think it's i think it kind of lit a fire at apple a little bit like yeah all of a sudden you know spotify came in made some big moves um you know luminary yeah they've got a ton of backing uh and all of a sudden apple's like okay we're gonna we're gonna put this in its own silo we're gonna put focus on it um, and also they're, they're doing some interesting stuff, um, with the analytics stuff too. So they're, they're kind of in a That's weird right. place. Uh, and Apple as a company. You haven't even we, talked about Google yet too. No, we Well, that's kind of a mess too. While we're here, uh, you know, I think it's interesting cause, cause Steve Jobs was a big podcast booster and sort of predictor. Uh, he was very bullish on what he thought podcasts were going to become, um, Apple is not necessarily a content company, we know, um, but it's gotten sort of more and more sucked into, and I don't want to say sucked in, or they want they want to be in that business, but they're going to have to, I guess maybe they're being pushed into creating content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and if they do, I mean, they can be the 800-pound gorilla. Exactly. I mean, they, they have can, this this hold, right? And and they have the brand, and they have the money, and they have the player, and the list, and they could they could... 
sort of put a, a dome down and kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. keep so, everyone in there. And and they should have done it two years ago. Well, yeah, it's really they interesting to watch and that's sort of, I think, Andy's now, point. Right? Yeah. But you know what I think is interesting? And, and, my, my, and my knock on Luminary is not related to their rollout, which... You know, as you said, Sean, like they're a punching bag. They raised a lot of money in venture. There are a lot of independent podcasters and small guys who got in the podcasting business when it was ham radio. Yeah. And they're like, who are these interlopers? And they're just (laughs) rooting for them to fail. And sure, like there's definitely a lot of that. I more see it as the awesomeness TV maker studios issue that I think that, 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 that it's very difficult to just wake up one morning and create content from the top down. I think that is what's going to be their challenge. And But they didn't, right? They just went and bought the, the, top, but, but, the top players. Right, but, right. But, but who knows if those top players are going to be the top players in a yeah. year, two years. <coughs> Fair, and, right? His you know, driven I, business and all, right? Like, uh, no one saw serial doing what it does never mind like atlanta monster or right um you know wondery has a bunch of shows amazing that shows monsters as by well. the way did you listen to the american gladiator one about uh, uh aaron no, hernandez no, no, as a yeah. Boston oh guy? yeah yeah oh yeah it's insane yeah. it's such a good Unreal. podcast i gotta say wondery does a great job um but and the one on spitzer was really good too uh, yeah. we'll get to our favorites at the end <laughs> but um <laughs> by wondery um but um yeah, that was more my knock on them, is that um, I thought that, you know, the barriers to entry of making content and podcasting are so low, unlike Netflix, you know, or Amazon Prime, like unlike the streaming wars, where not anyone can wake up, and, and what, what Netflix did to disrupt content, uh, you know, I, I was so much more difficult, and the staying power and the legs there are so much greater because it's so expensive to produce really good content um, and using sort of a public company model in the way they did and raising so much money. I think that Luminary is going to struggle because they're trying to like make hits, you know, and or pick hits. And I don't know. I think that's what's difficult. Interesting. Yeah. That's my take. I mean, it's a little bit of a maker studios getting funded and bought by Disney and it's like you're relying on YouTube creators. Yeah. You know, yes, they were big t- a year ago, and maybe you got the bigger YouTube creators, but there's a gazillion other YouTube creators out there. But I also think like there's this misunderstanding of like how much it costs to actually create really good audio. That's fair, right? That's like, fair. And there are higher end studios. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Com- like this compared to like what a Wondery does like on a or like a radio lab yeah. or, or like the just the the polish that they put on it right on the, the work show after compared the show, yeah. to um my dumb voice right is 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 so like yes I get you I get your point that there's a lot of but there's obviously space in the video market for high Netflix end and YouTube end. right yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah. like I'm I'm and maybe I'm, that's the point I'm too. less like I think they will do well, right? Um, considering that you know how much they're they're spending to create great content, right? Eventually, but the, it's a it's a it's a long term bet. It's an incredibly long term bet. So it's whether they have the stomach to do it for you know the ten years that it's going to take to for this whole industry to turn around, um, not turn around, but grow as as expected. Yeah, uh, to back up that level. Versus exactly versus yeah. videos, obviously. You know, it's there's so many hours a day that you can 
be doing listening to podcasts right versus something that like video that's a little like slightly more engaging sometimes i don't know yeah um yeah those are just yeah so it's interesting it's we'll see how it evolves andy you were gonna oh i was just gonna say i mean that's been the pitch for for more than one company right like we're gonna be the netflix of podcasting yeah um but for them to come in and raise that much money was yeah that's, good for them that's interesting yeah 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 oh, certainly you don't knock them and but you know listen, you... as we as you guys know as founders i mean just putting everything else aside that is not easy to pull off i mean to go from <laughs> i'm gonna do this to i'm a hundred million dollar funded company yeah, actually dominant you know really a huge player I mean, yeah that is that you cannot yeah exactly. it's easy to knock go try and do it right yeah. and yeah. you know the um <laughs> There's some sort of NIMBY stuff going on with with podcast too, where it's like you know uh, we we were here first, we the the yeah. the whatever, and so we're not in my backyard kind of thing. Yeah, um, sure. and I think people need to understand that it's it's going to be there's going to be if the, <clears throat> the more content the better, the more people that are in the space the better, the yeah. more competition for those ears the better, right? Because it's like growing just gonna the pie, right? Yeah, raise everybody. But at the same time, when a creator sees someone that's has a million dollar budget for a show versus you know them in a garage trying to do stuff like it i can see how it can be you know quite disheartening at the same time um so related to that and and we touched on it there was some significant m&a acquisition activity earlier earlier this year with uh you know spotify picking up gimlet anchor and then i think parcast yeah um any sense of where future M&A is going to come from in podcasting or what that sort of consolidation might look like? Music or, studios. Meaning? I don't know. I, I think that um, uh, you always look at adjacent industries when you, you start talking about that and like people that would benefit from coming into a podcast space. You're seeing Sony do it already. They just um, invested slash spun out a uh, unit to do uh podcasting with uh, I see uh, Planet Money guy I forget his name Adam Davison um, uh, stuff like that you're gonna I think you're gonna see also okay. in our business like <clears throat> you'll talk to the big ad tech players in digital and they look at this and be like that's a nice little market maybe we should go into that little yeah. market but then they get completely disheartened because it's not as clean cut as digital is um uh and then they sort of go back into their hole and then they come back in uh two years after another serial comes out that kind of thing okay and it gets another another hype cycle right. and then it dies down hype cycle dies down whatever um so yeah we you know even netflix is looking at podcasts right so stuff like that where you just see adjacent industries and and uh <clears throat> take wondery's model right uh, they produce shows that will eventually make it to TV someday, right? Like, um, and uh, iHeart is taking some of the same approach here, where they're taking content that uh, it's like you know someone called it the 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 new screenplay or the new script, right? Where if I can produce a podcast for relatively small dollars, uh, and that does really well, I know that there's a much larger market out there on the TV side of things that if I can make it a, a movie, Limetown did the exact same thing with Face uh, Facebook Watch, right? So um, going from audio into uh, screen is the same thing. So as movie studios like you know. Um, 20th Century Fox was an investor in Wondery, right? Like, you're going to probably see more Makes of that sense. I mean, you know, if you look at any pitch deck for any startup uh, podcast studio, they have that life cycle of rights. Yeah. 
baked in. That's hundred percent. So you, so presumably you will see that coming back down that food chain right. uh, to pick these guys up, the more successful ones. And yeah, Andy, um, I yeah, look into your crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm interested to see. I guess I'm looking at kind of the the bigger side of this, like uh, what Spotify ends up doing because they have some big decisions to make about you know what they're going to do with exclusive content. Um, how they're going to interact with the paid users for Spotify um, and then seeing how Apple reacts to that because, you know, right, so they're, they're moving in more into services right now. Right. So, um, and content as well. So I could see them sort of staking their claim in the space. And um, like Gimlet and podcast makes sense to me. Anchor makes no sense. Anchor is, yeah, Anchor's interesting, <laughs> right? A, like Anchor's thing is, is making it easy, like making it super easy to just put together right. a podcast for anybody. But they're a hosting company, and like they have one of the more innovative ad tech projects out there in podcasting right now, right? Which is what? Host Red Ads. Um, but they basically, you buy, uh, you buy, and you then you basically give a script, and the, the host self-reads it. So they can go out and say, like, ah, I think I want Sunbasket today. And they go and, and read Sunbasket's uh, uh, script, and then um, Sunbasket pays them for the thing, right? Um, for the ad. Which... If you the problem with podcast ads is always scale. So if you look at how that works out, like that's a very interesting way to solve scale, right? Um, now has put that way. That's interesting. Um, now who knows if that's working? <laughs> um, but in theory, yeah. it's super interesting from a uh, just a, a scale problem. Yeah, right. That's always one of the big questions: is like what's actually working? People are doing a lot of stuff. What's actually working? And that's kind of part of where we come in right yeah um but yeah i mean like i love that like i would that that seems super interesting to me um but uh who knows um you know there's a fair bit you know online and on the various boards and reddit threads and so on and so forth sort of a political dimension um, about podcasting. And, you know, Sean, your sort of your NIMBY comment, I think, is, is, is sort of touches on it. Do you think there's a risk of, just in terms of the content, the uh, sort of oversaturation and people sort of tuning out and a kind of anxiety of too many choices going on? Do you think that's a, a, a phenomenon out there? Or, or is your view, as you've said, just the more content, the better, period? We look at it from a number of different angles. So yeah, there's 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 content getting better, but in order for content to reach more people, deliverability needs to be better, right? So how you actually listen to a podcast? Um, these are smart speakers. These are AirPods. These are you know um, Android Auto, uh, iOS Auto. Um, your refrigerator. Your, yeah, your refrigerator, refrigerator. can be that podcast. So. Um, that also helps a ton. So, you know, it's still less than, you know, half of all U.S. Americans listen to a podcast and on daily month, like stuff like that. Um, so as deliverability gets better, there's going to be more room for the content. As discoverability gets better, so how do I find that next awesome podcast to, to listen to gets better, there's more room for content. And then there's obviously more. In yeah. our minds, there's more room for advertising in that, in that content. And yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense for the, especially for like the big sort of blockbuster shows that everybody's going to see, right? Like the serial. Um, but I'm always like super amazed when I talk to, you know, talk to people and ask them what they're, what podcasts they listen to. 
I like 75% of the time I've never heard of it before. They're like, everybody has a podcast. It's unbelievable. Um, so like whatever niche you're into, like whatever, you know, like, like E-list celebrity from some reality TV show probably has a podcast about it. Like whatever show you're watching, there's a podcast about it. Um, so you're right. Like there's no way that you can listen to every podcast. Right. But, but the depth is there when people want it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, and, and to your point about, about the cost, right? Production costs of, of making a video series is, is what, like 10 X of doing it. I mean, I have no idea, but podcasting is way <laughs> no, cheaper. Right. And so, Apple's, so if Apple's you want to do a, right. if you want to do a show, if you want to do three shows about some random TV show or, or, uh, you know, an NBA team or whatever, you can do it. And, and there's going to be people that really like that content and you're going to have that strong audience. And, and to the point about, um, the, the notebooks, you know, uh, so backstory here, like we, uh, <laughs> when we first started, we created, uh, we needed a, uh, a product to test stuff against. So like our retargeting or our Facebook badge, social, whatever. So we ended up, um, manufacturing and printing about a thousand journals notebooks in northern uh new hampshire physical notebooks physical physical notebooks and these things are awesome um (laughs) uh so awesome that drift just bought like three thousand of them it was awesome seriously yes did you bring any with you oh my gosh we'll get you one for sure anyway so uh but we so it's not a good business investment. We've lost money. <laughs> um, but there's. But when we went to go test podcast ads, we went and bought podcast ads against these notebooks. Yeah. And all of them were uh, robust positive. We made money uh, on on those on, on those spends. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. It, again, it was like the erasable podcast, a a podcast for people that are into colored pencils um, uh, and like other things around. Uh, literally, the colored right. pencil podcast. Amazing? And these are yeah. these are the people that um, no. want this stuff, right? Yes, of course. You know? Yeah, so yeah. We, we, and you know, who they, wants it more than the person who listens to a colored pencil? <laughs> exactly. <podcast? laughs> exactly. And um, and that was just eye opening for us because we were yeah. like, who knows that there is a literally thousands of people listening to these things um, about you know pencils, um, but you know the podcast hosts loved it too because they you know got to monetize it right. a bit. Right. I remember they're it's, not, it's they're not yeah whatever but you know they're covering hosting fees they're covering uh some of their time and their uh solid beer money i mean back in the early days of kind of facebook when you when it didn't cost you an arm and a leg to run native one of our clients craftsy uh had knit in their sort of online courses they're they're they, they got sold to nbc they had a great outcome um, but when they were first starting out they were running facebook ads because they had a course on knitting mm-hmm. right and and they were just they were able to target all the knitting groups on Facebook. Yep. Right. And it was like bing bing sale sale sale. I remember being at, at, at dinner with one of the founders and he was just like bing, you know, it was just like they could it was so effective that level of targeting obviously as you would expect. Right. I mean, that's such an anachronistic example, but it's one that, you know, it shouldn't be lost that sort of magic of being able to target that narrow right. and that's why we you know a lot of people will come and say like well i want to buy podcast ads how do we do it right and we just tell them it's all about content it's about finding the the content that your users are going to be most interested in mm-hmm. and going yeah. to find those people and saying yeah. like hey can i give you some money you know i had troy young on this podcast president first magazines he was talking about uh smart content and 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 putting content bef- in front of people where they want it what they want it and it's the same with ads you know, you want to. You're all. You're, you're trying to find a way to get, to get the ad in front of the people who's going to be most interested in that thing. 
Absolutely. You know, and this is this is sort of what you're talking about. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it, at its most basic level. Right. And uh, the other thing is that we don't do, like, people can't, people will say that they can do demographics. We can't really do demographics in podcasting, right? But you can do, you know, psychographics. You can do, like, what that person is interested in. Um, and uh, when that hits, that hits hard. Yeah. Um, which is really cool to see. Um, have you guys seen, just in your travels around podcasting, any new forms of content that sort of jump out at you as being innovative it's sort of somewhat of an off-the-wall question yeah i mean i like i don't actually know how a podcast gets made other than sitting in this room right now right like we don't sort of play in that that okay. that, that, okay. that that means um okay. uh so yeah, like well, people. No, no, I can think of. I can think of one. Maybe, when everybody new type of talking, content. Talking about actually um, producing content. So, so we actually, <laughs> as pod sites, we have done a podcast before. I forgot about this, but in early April, we put out a podcast of basically the greatest hits of some of the larger brand oh, yeah. advertisers. Oh, uh, so cool. we did a, a four-part a podcast series. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not cool. He's, he's it's it's actually it's <laughs> not cool. Okay. It's, it's pretty okay. cool. Yeah, it's a pretty strong reception on this. So the first episode was uh, forty-five minutes of of uh, hosts saying ZipRecruiter that we cut out of of like thousands and thousands of episodes oh, wow. of podcasts. That's uh, it's surprisingly therapeutic. <laughs> <laughs> that is surprising. Um, what did we call it? Uh, oh my oh, gosh. I'm looking it up right now. You can edit this part out, but let me tell you, it is going to be, you're going to love this. Yeah, you got to play a clip of it. Um, what did we call it? it? We released it on April 1st. Um, and who weekly, did you use as your... The weekly skip. The weekly skip, yes. Okay. Yes. Who did you use as your host? Uh, we put it on SoundCloud, actually. Oh, that was okay. the quickest and easiest for okay. us, yeah. Because okay. we were, because, you know, we generated the file. We didn't record anything. We okay. generated it. Okay. And that was easiest to just upload yep. an MP3 and go okay. there. Sean, you're going to play us a. Uh, quip, quip, Put it in the. Quip, 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 It goes on for like 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Simon Endeavor. But Actually, on one of my your... earlier podcasts, I had an investor in Quip talking all about that story about how they kind of. Because I was just, I just think their subway ads are so wild. Whoever would, uh, and they do all those radio reads too. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're talking about content. We're talking about new forms of content. By way of wrapping up, um, we knew we were going to get here. Uh, what are some of the podcasts that you guys are listening to now? What, 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 what's on your list? Give some recommendations for um, Friday. Here. Yeah. So. Uh, I- the, the first podcast that I ever listened to is like a long time ago. It's This Week in Tech, okay. um, the Twit Network. Uh, and this was like back in the day. Like, you know, I didn't know anything about tech. And actually, it was funny because this was probably in like 2000 and like mid 2000s. And uh, so Twit, the guy who runs the networks, Leo Laporte, they actually had this big copyright dispute with Twitter because Twitter was getting big at that time. And there was this controversy between oh, Twit the network the and trademark. Twitter, exactly. Right. Yeah, so they had a big dispute about that. Yeah, um, that was early on. Yeah, to Twitter's a... really nice about those types of things. Well, they they I like uh, they settled for a while, and then when Twitter released Twitter Video, it kicked it all up okay. again because um, they had some deal about if you guys don't do uh, media content, then right. Anyways, um, so then uh, I listened to a ton of Radio Lab. Um, that was great, and that was like. You know, talk about like one of the f- the first podcasts that was just like really well produced. You know, and like really well researched, really good stories, mm-hmm. super cool. Yeah. Um, Freakonomics, uh, and then 
the the one that I listened to most recently that's that's kind of my current favorite is Econ Talk um, with Russ Roberts. Kind oh. of a niche podcast, but super interesting. Econ, as in the economy? economics, yeah, economics. Yeah, okay. So like is it economics. academic or is it? Yeah, political? it's pretty dry. Okay, but it's um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, and then uh, like. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm tuning into that one. <laughs> Let me run to it. Uh, it can't be dry and Trust me, <laughs> you'll like it. Um, but then uh, uh, runner up. So Lance Armstrong has a podcast talking about everybody has a podcast. Lance Armstrong has a podcast. I have to listen to that one. He has some great episodes. Um, so did you ever see the? Does he come clean on his podcast? Or is he, he still well, running yeah, around yeah, denying everything. I know he already did come story. clean, but but yeah, he talks about it. So okay. did, did you see the documentary Icarus on Netflix? No. Amazing doctor. Really? So good. You All about Lance it. and his story? No, so it's about this this guy. I can't remember his name. His oh, no, I did. Chris. I did watch yeah, that. Yeah, so the he's Ru- a, with he the did Russian an amateur guy. cyclist That's competition. Right. And it right. completely, like 30 minutes into the podcast, not to ruin it, it completely changes scope, right? Uh, to, to what you're into talking the, about. Into the dock on Netflix, right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. it starts off is this guy wants to uh, dope for an amateur cycling race and see yeah. if he can get away with it. And then the guy who he ends up working with to figure out how to dope is uh, like the head the main of, Russian the, guy, yeah. of the Russian ADA or right. anti-doping. Uh, and it becomes this crazy story. So interesting. Okay. And like still kind of going on to this day. Um, anyways, so Lance did a follow-up, two-part follow-up podcast with the guy who made this documentary. Uh, great. Yeah, I don't listen to it. Uh, he basically tells a guy that like 75% of the stuff that he did in doping, he didn't need to do. <laughs> really? Uh, really? Uh, so he was doping wrong? Is that yeah, he was like, you were like putting needles places you didn't need to uh, and all this good. stuff. And he lost the race that the guy doped for. Oh, really? Anyways, which is funny. But uh, so yeah, Lance Armstrong podcast, Econ okay. Talk, shout out. Okay. Right. And also, um, yeah, the Wondery, the, the Aaron Hernandez thing was, was super I awesome. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you who came out looking the worst there, in my opinion, was uh, the Gators and uh, Urban Meyer. You know, because that's a, supposed to be an academic institution. I mean, Belichick, it's, a, it's pro football. Yeah. We know it's a meat market. You know, we know that we know there are basically slabs of meat. But, like, to pull the kid out, it's not to go too deep on that one. It's a, it's a great. Yeah, it's super, know, super yeah, compelling. I thought that was very super damning. Yeah. Sean, you're. I, uh, I think that Aaron Hernandez is the one that um, is the big problem in that story. But. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's an interesting story about uh, the sort of the stops along the way where his serious issues could have been. Yeah. Maybe could have and should have been right. flat. It was a wild and, and who and who didn't yeah. do it. Yeah. And you're right. Easy, easy to start pointing <laughs> fingers. But what what are you listening to? Um, yeah, I'm really boring. Um, you know, I'll listen to the daily on my smart speaker in the okay. morning while right. I'm making my coffee and okay. uh, all that other fun stuff. Uh, and then yeah, generally like like Pushkin industry, like the the highly narrative, highly produced shows are sort of. Um, you know, like catnip to me. So, They're so well done. I, right. So, like, Michael Lewis just did his um, um, show. Uh, I've not listened to it. Uh, super interesting. Uh, if you're into highly narrative, um, that um, is super biased. Um, so, against the rules. Uh, okay. Bear Brook out of New Hampshire Public Radio is an awesome story. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's it plays as a, like... Uh, is it a true crime? True crime. But, okay. Uh, but it talks, uh, it, but it actually uh, leads into like how they identified the Golden State Killer through all this uh, genealogy and um, uh, uh, whatever. I just it's can't believe the number Come of on. true crime podcasts. It's it's amazing, right? right. But at it, the same isn't time, it? it's beyond all it's, scope and, and 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 proportion. Yeah, and I I was like. I was like, you know, where did this, where did this come from? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's an interesting. But uh, yeah, I was watching. There's like a, a, a media like recap John. show on um, right. yeah. 
on Netflix, and I think the, I think the kind of start was like SVU, like Law and Order SVU, like that TV show. Right. And then like as podcasting grew up, they're like, oh, let's do like every true crime story ever, and then obviously serial. Right, but I I look at this from like Spotify's perspective, right? Like they can see how well shows are performing, and then they go out and they buy the content producers. Well, this of, like, is that's some Netflix, of the, that's the, right. the top, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, but so they bought Gimlet and they bought Parcast, yeah. which is all true crime, right? right. right? So. But, uh, I don't. I, I just don't. How think many true dumb. crime so, stories are there? Okay, so well, this unlimited. is the thing. There's a lot of people laws out there, right? All I guess the time. So. Um, I guess there's so. a. We, so we do this. The other side of the business is the research, right? Where we identify ads in all these episodes. Um, and so at some point, I was listening to. You know, we were listening to hundreds of ads per day, uh, and I found at one point there's like this Australian true crime network, like you know, just from everywhere. Um, yeah, it's all over the place. So are you guys? So 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 are you guys? So you're really obviously you're enjoying your ride in the podcasting universe. You're 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 engaged. You, you know you're learning you're, a lot. You're having you're learning a lot, having yeah. fun, and you see it growing. Obviously, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, compared to the last business we did, this is super more <laughs> interesting, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's interesting because it's been around for a while, uh, but a lot of the tech side of it is still pretty nascent, right? Um, how, how are you finding here? How are you finding um, the investor community? Is it tough? Is, is it just tough, just sort of like endemically because it's podcasting? So you have venture going, well, Luminary got funded, that's been done, and who are like? Is it is it still viewed as kind of? Uh, I think one of the big problems is that it's still growing so much. And like, if you look at the size of the podcast advertising industry relative to digital uh, or TV or anything else, it's somewhat, it's small. So it's, it, it is harder to, yeah, to make that argument. It all comes down to a TAM model, right? Everybody wants to see this, yeah, this exactly. TAM model that's exactly. enormous, right? And, you know, so venture scale businesses depends on what kind of, like they yeah. want you to pretend that you're going to be a billion dollar exactly. business. No, like very few people actually get to be billion dollar businesses. And there's a ton of good opportunities in the hundred million dollar yes. space, right? Or 50, uh, or, you 50 or, right or, you know, or a yeah. $10 million uh, yeah. company. So, um, you just have to find the right person that yeah. has the, either does, there's like six or seven firms out there that will, um, sink money into podcasting and then yeah. everybody else will just say like, come back in six years or five years when uh, it's three times its size, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah. But I mean, there's absolutely like, there's a ton of growth coming in. Like the, the sort of industry places that do projections of where it's going um, have missed in the past few years that they've, they projected the growth. Um, What's it, what's it like in, 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 uh, outside the U S like in Europe and Russia, China. Yeah. So this has been a story lately is like podcasting in China. Like people talk about how that market is super huge. Um, And the story there is that it kind of goes beyond what we think of as podcasting in the U.S. where it's a lot of like almost like educational content and like like courses, audiobooks. Himalaya, right. So um, they um, actually started a U.S.-based firm, another $100 million um, to try to capture the U.S. market. So this is sort of the almost the opposite of every single Right. company right so they start in the US and, West, yeah. and so these guys did the um, the exact opposite and have a bunch of money to throw out the problem yeah. which is yeah. alright uh, well guys thank you it's a great yeah. place to stop and uh, would love to uh, have a return visit uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we learned something new see where this new. is going in yeah. three to five years uh, in three to five years <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming in it's been a great conversation awesome. thanks a lot Alan All right. Appreciate thanks it. Andy thanks Sean
That's a wrap on this episode of The Medium Rules with Alan Baldishin. For more information, go to our website at www.hballp.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And don't forget to rate us on Apple Podcasts.